We're glad to be back again for another uh, episode of our podcast, trying to bring discipleship into a common space, which uh, we've enjoyed just having these discussions and dialogues because so often we can compartmentalize the idea of church uh, following Jesus discipleship. And we just put it into when we do that instead of uh, being it all the time. And so that's what these discussions have been uh, going on. Uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hertz. I'm the pastor at Refuge Church. With me, as always, I've got uh, Mike. And, and I'm Ryan. These guys are kind of having these discussions along with us, uh, kind of, you know, shooting from things we've learned and understood, but also uh, we're learning and growing ourselves as we talk and dialogue about this. And uh, we've been kind of focused in on being with God. And then from that core principle of being with God, brings out evidences or brings out uh, things that make it clear that we've been with God. One of those things would be how we see people, how we engage the world around us like Jesus. And one of the things to be able to do that uh, is to be able to reject where uh, a lot of society is moving towards of just trying to come up with simple, short answers to fix everyone's problems. I don't know if you've been on Facebook or social media over the last several years, but it appears, uh, you know, the running joke is one week your friend is the expert on uh, disease and the next week they're the expert on uh, economic systems and the next week they're the experts on uh, whatever it may be. And so you you just, you know, we all think we have all the answers all the time. And and if we're going to see others the way I think Jesus saw them, he saw them first at the core of who they were. But then he also recognized that in what they were going through or what was happening wasn't just something quick that they could fix, that a lot of times that there were complex situations and complex things going on that Jesus knew that at the root uh, of those things was, yes, this relationship with him. But they lived in a, in a complex society, too. Women were treated lesser than others. Children were seen as irrelevant. Um, Jews and Gentiles had issues. Uh, Samaritans and Jews had issues. The Romans and the, and the Jewish people. There was just all these complex things. And oftentimes, you and I uh, can kind of fall uh, to a fault of just looking at something and say, I know the solution. I know the answer. I know the fix. And we're quick to jump to that. And so I think one of the things we have to learn in discipleship of seeing other people is being able to see them and not just be quick to fix them, but to to be willing to come alongside and come into their complex situation, their complex story. This past week, I got to uh, read something that I thought fascinating from um, a doctor who uh, uh, studies, scientists who studies ecosystems, especially with Yellowstone National Park. And uh, for 50 years, I believe, they had no wolves in Yellowstone National Park. Wow. And in 1995, they introduced 14 wolves, just 14, into the park. And what that did was it uh, drastically had an impact on the deer population. Now, all 14 wolves couldn't eat every single deer, but it forced the deer to relocate in their patterns uh, of where they were uh, eating or their patterns of where they were uh, feeling the freedom to just roam. Because the deer uh, were forced to to do different things, trees over a five-year period grew tenfold. Because the, t- uh, the trees began to, to uh, grow, uh, beavers returned. Because the beavers returned, new ponds were created and new um, 
ducks and fish came. And because uh, the wolves came, less jackals were in the area, which made more rabbits and mice appear, which brought in hawks and ferrets and fox and bears. And, and all these things started to happen just because of 14 wolves came into the ecosystem. Now, what, what, I, what do I mean by that? How, how do I connect all that to? Well, the, the, there was a, a simple solution, but it took complex time for it to work out. That wasn't just something that could have just been said, but had to give it time to, for it to play out. So when we talk about these things, we've got to realize that our society wants to go to the quick answer, the instant solution. That's the term that's come up over the last maybe five years, the, the term called slackivism, where we post something online in support of something. We don't do anything else with it, but we say we support it online and we think we've done our job. Well, that would be you know just a quick solution to a complex problem. What I'm suggesting is that there might be a, a, a solution, there might be something quick in our mind that we think works, but it, it takes time. There's a complex journey that, that plays out in that, and we can't be so sharp and quick in the way that we talk. So this is one of those things where, again, as we've had before, it might be something new, something you never really thought about, something you kind of wondered, like, yeah, I, I, I know how to fix everything, or I think everything is a quick, easy solution, but maybe there's some complexity to it. Maybe there's some multiple layers of factors. Maybe there's things that even we don't know, and, and we have to, to learn. And so, um, you know, so I, I throw this out. You know, I know Mike and Ryan really haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it. This is something maybe I've uh, kind of been thinking and processing more than these guys. But, Mike, as I throw out some of these ideas, what yeah. are some things that come to your mind? Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you bring up the the social aspect. And I think one of the challenges that we are currently facing from social media and through that lens is I feel like we are always trying to be our best selves or live our best life um, because we've almost built up these echo chambers where you're seeing the best snapshots of someone else's life or, or the worst, depending on the platform that Mm -hmm. you're on. Um, and, and so we're, we're trying to like replicate that false reality in reality itself. Um, and so there's kind of this, like this false, I don't know, like floor that, that we're operating on. But, but I think that the other issue that just as I, I hear you talking and everything is that, uh, we like really efficient systems, especially in the West. We like really practical solutions, and we've done some incredible things. What the medical industry has done in terms of some industrialization, now granted that's also created a whole host of ethical issues, but in terms of really making things practical, like we have achieved incredible things here that I don't want to take away from. But those efficient systems... Um, as simple or even complex as they can be are not always the answer specifically relationally. Cause I think one of the things that at least I feel like I've been learning lately is that, um, love has a speed and it's slow. When I, I'm walking through something, um, with my fiance, uh, or someone else that's, that's, I'm in relationship with, and I see a quick answer or something that uh, could easily solve their problem. Well, the reality is they don't, they don't always want me to solve their problem if anything, I just need to listen and my listening helps them process through, but it also establishes validity for whenever I do speak and, and just being able to be in the mess. And I think that's what we see in the life of Jesus. You had Pharisees and, um, 
I almost said tax collectors. You had Pharisees and uh, teachers of the law who had taken um, the Old Testament, the law of the Old Testament. And what is it, 613 or 631? I get confused. I think 613. 613. 613 laws that they legalistically, this is how you execute it. And they were doing so. The initial intent of this, and people miss this a lot, was for good. Mm -hmm. They were actually trying to usher in the messianic period. They were like, if we're just good enough, then Mm -hmm. this Santa Claus God will bring the Messiah in and and deliver us, Mm -hmm. right? But it turned into all the political stuff and everything, and it just became this road to legalism that that no one could keep. And yet you have Jesus who then comes in and sits and stops. Mm -hmm. And he just wrecks the whole system. And and we see his teachings about it, but we also see just how interruptible he was with the people that he was around. And he didn't just say, well, just follow this law. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he would present different... um, different commands or, or similar commands, right? Love the Lord, your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, love your neighbors yourself. And he'd break that out, but he would stop and he would listen. He was, he was able to be interruptible. He wasn't afraid of that speed that, that was just slow. He wasn't just looking for that quick answer, that quick hit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you're, you know, this, this is a topic that that has multiple angles at you. You talked about, you know, how we can view someone else's life, even online and, and think, well, if I just follow what they do, I'm going to make my life perfect. Mm. Uh, I remember reading a few years ago from a, a college student at Penn university actually took her own life. And the reason she explained was she saw what her other friends were doing and thought they were living a better life than she was or that her life would oh. never compare to hers. So, so there's great danger in that. But yeah. you're also saying when, when Jesus tried to simplify things in, in, in the great commandment, um, love the Lord with God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, it, it sounds really simple, but it's complex yeah. in how that plays out because yeah. no longer can you just, as you said, I, I can just plug and play. Or I can just, you know, do this and this and this, and I'm going to be okay. But it's it's a sacrificial. I'm going to give up my life for others. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna love the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul, strength. That's complex. That takes, like you said, love is is moves at a speed of slow. It moves, um, you know, where where love is patient, love is kind, those yeah. types of things. Um, it's really what God is asking us to do um, is not just you know, shoot someone a text or shoot someone a, a, a message or, or something. And, and then we're done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's maybe that's the beginning of a journey, but mm-hmm. the journey is going to take long. If we're really going to see people, we're really going to have to invest um, in ways that I don't even think we, even the, the best of us that have the best intentions really understand what that investment's going to look like because mm-hmm. it's, it's deep, it's complex. Ryan, what do you got, Tad? Yeah, I think just two of, kind of what you were talking about, how there, there was like a simple solution, but the, the application of it was very complex. Just thinking like Jesus is the simple solution. Yeah. He really is. But what that actually looks like, like obviously salvation, but beyond that, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis can yeah. be very complex. You know, in my mind, my mind went to uh, the story of Hannah in the Old Testament where she's praying for a child. Yeah, yeah. And she's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then one day she has the child, but it's like, it was this process. And it was, I think sometimes we, we need to realize that in the waiting, in the process is often when God is actually creating us to be the person he wants us to be. Like God was making Hannah 
the mother that she needed to be in the waiting so that Samuel could be her son, Mm. you know, because Samuel was going to be a part of the lineage, you know, and carry on this, this promise of God. But just in that of seeing, of being with someone and seeing them is, it is very complex, you know, and you can share with them the love of Jesus, but it doesn't stop there. Right. You know, and it, and it's, and it's really an immersive thing yeah. of being okay with those interruptions or those things, you know, that might, you might think are steering you off course, but what God's really using to, to dive you deeper into this complex thing that he's doing. Yeah. So I think the reality is he's working and we can't even begin to fathom what he's doing in all his different ways, but just really seeing God, you're on the move mm. and, and I'm not going to understand it all, but I, I trust you. Yeah. And I think we see the fruit of that sometimes in churches where particularly in hard times mm-hmm. in the pain points, um, because I think pain is actually a great portal of entry for spiritual transformation, mm-hmm. even though it's not always fun, but often people will be describing what they're going through and they'll go up to a leader of some sort that is super well-intentioned. But when we don't know what to say, we're almost like, but you have Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but my life is falling apart at the seams. Yeah. And, and it's almost like we just want to apply this, this simple, just blanket bandaid without like really digging in and, and, and to your point, seeing all of what God's doing and the complexity of what's happening in their life and everything. And just sitting with them in that, in, in, in that mess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is, you know, even what I was trying to share with that illustration with the Yellowstone, you know, the, the simple solution was add the wolves, but it, it, it was the complexity of how long it took. And then mm-hmm. all the factors that I was trying to get us to see. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of times, this happens when something tragic happens, like you said, Mike, uh, even, even as it happens community wise, whether there's, you know, a tragic, um, you know, uh, an event that takes place, uh, you know, like we've seen with, uh, you know, racial issues and we've seen with, um, uh, mass shootings and we've seen with, uh, even with COVID and we've seen with, um, you know, all sorts of, uh, different types of social things. Everyone jumps to these quick things that, Oh, if we just did this, we just did that. And I think that carries over. I'm not making a statement about those things, but I think that carries over into the way that we talk to one another that I'm wanting us to, to kind of just pull back from a little bit where, you know, and, and, and I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit later, but it's the idea of, you know, not every single relationship or every single issue am I the, the, in the driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not the one that should always be driving. And that's okay. There, yeah. There's some moments where I need to be sitting in the passenger seat. There are some moments where I need to be sitting in the back seat uh, because I don't know everything and, mm-hmm. and I don't have all the answers. And just my presence alone um, might be what the situation needs. And can I handle that? I think a lot of us can't, if we're honest with ourselves, we can't handle not sitting in the driver's seat in, in our relationships or in our, in our communities, or, you know, we think we have all the answers and I just would love for us to pull back. One of the things that has been a blessing to me over the last few years is just understanding what it is to lament. That's Mm. not a word we use a lot, but it's the idea of lamenting where, I don't have answers in the, in the season of lament. Mm-hmm. I'm just sharing my emotions and that's okay. 
I can just share my emotions. I can weep with God. I can cry to God. I can scream at God. Uh, and, and then in that season of lament, I just sit there. And, and, and you know, as you were saying, Ryan, just uh, the idea of, you know, sometimes it's in that waiting where I'm just sitting in that season of lament and it's okay. And, and I don't have to have what is the quick answer? What's the, the thing? So, uh, again, I, you know, this, this is a topic that I think takes a lot of us, t- a lot of thought because it can go in a lot of different directions. But it, it's really just good for us to kind of sit through and say, you know, when I'm talking to people, when I'm interacting with people, how I post on social media is is it is it trying to see people? Or am I just trying to to win the the argument, or am I just trying to solve complex situations in a in a in a tweet or a, a Facebook post? Uh, because I think Jesus wants us first to to see people, uh, and then get into their complex life to figure out okay, where is it that that God might want me to do? So, Mike, anything on this that you've been reading, or anything on this that you've you picked up? Yeah. So uh, there's a book I've been um, working through for a while because I, I feel like I just end up in other stuff a lot, but it's a Tim Keller book. It's called Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. Um, and uh, in his first movement of the book, he's talking about just the perspectives of suffering from ancient philosophies to other cultures outside of the West, things like that. But there's this quote in here that I think is appropriate for what we're talking about from C.S. Lewis, who wrote, For the wise men of old, the cardinal problem had been how to conform the soul to reality, and the solution had been knowledge, self-discipline, and virtue. For modernity, uh, or us right now, right, the, the problem is how to subdue reality to the wishes of men, and the solution is a technique. Um, and for me, it just really rung true when we were thinking about just simple answers and how often we tend to do exactly what you were just talking about where we look past the mess Mm -hmm. and just say, if you just do this thing, it'll fix it. And at times very well intentioned, Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't always work like that. And, yeah. and it's it, the reality is life is a lot messier than that. And, and situations are a lot messier mm-hmm. than that. I mean, even look at God and, and we've been saying it the whole way through his simple solution was Jesus. Ryan mm-hmm. said that earlier, but the complexities within that, yeah. some of the smartest men I've ever met are still trying to wrap their head around and, and just the, the movements and, and the reality of, of God sending his one and only son for this creation. Mm-hmm. Like the, and not only, not only doing that, right. It's not like Jesus died whenever he was an infant. Yeah. He spent all this time and all this time walking with people here and doing life with them and being in the midst of their struggle, saying your struggle is important to me in this yeah. moment right now. And yeah, I might have a simple solution. In fact, one is coming, yeah. Yeah. but this is, this is what we're doing right now. Yeah. And if the God of the universe can do that, then I need to find a way to humble myself to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, you know, you think of, uh, you know, how quickly, uh, and I think part of this is how quickly we insert our, our own journey and say, well, because it worked for me this way, it's going to work for that person. It's going to work. And, and, and again, when we're talking about the universal truths of God, yes, they work for all places, all cultures, all times. That's what God's word does. But oftentimes we're bringing in our own personality, our own perspective. Well, I'm a type A, so this is how you do it. Or I like to do this. So this is how you need to do it. And like you said, or like you said, or Tim Keller said there, the, the idea we, we want a 
we want a you know a kind of a uh, an algorithm uh, that, that's going to work you know and we just plug and play it and and boom we're going to produce christians or we're going to mm-hmm. produce disciples and the reality is we're probably more or less just reproducing what works for us and we've got to we got to look a lot deeper than that especially when people are going through complex situations uh, and how do we present jesus into that complex situation and just real quick there could be like a reason for the complex situation, not something that it all stems from, but something that can be gained and gleaned out of mm-hmm. staying in that, that a simple solution just isn't going to lead, lead us down the road to. How about you, Ryan? Anything you picked up reading? You know, I think just from this conversation, reminding me of, you know, a guy who I'm friends with had, had said to me on multiple occasions of how, yeah, we know like the will of God, like mm-hmm. big picture yeah. in his word. But like the little day to day, like what's God's will for me today? You know, there's no formula for the will of God. And if there is, you don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so, you know, my mind really went to Isaiah 55 where, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I think just recognizing that we love to think we know the right answer in every situation. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like when people come to me and their problems, I'm like, oh, I have just the solution. <laughs> Maybe that worked for me. Yeah. But, you know, I read a book by Graham Cook and it was on prayer. And he, his whole thing that he was encouraging people to do was, even before you pray for someone, sit before the Lord and just ask the Lord, Lord, how do you want me to pray for them? Like, mm. just, Lord, I don't know how yeah. to pray. I, yeah. I don't know if what I'm praying is your will. Mm. Lord, just help me to pray what you're praying. You know, help me to know what you're praying. And that's just been a really blessing in my life is just coming before the Lord. And it's like, okay, I think I know what you're doing or what you want me to pray or, you know, this and that. But but God, I might be wrong. Like I need yeah. your help. You got to, yeah. you got to reveal to me, what are your ways? What are your thoughts? Because I'm prone to, you know, my ways yeah. think my ways and, and they become higher than God's in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think some of the things we're, we're kind of getting at here too, is there's, there's this humility that comes when you see people yeah. that you aren't, you aren't the one that knows it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great, a great thought. We can't see all the complexities of what God's doing. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I even read this week, uh, I'm not going to say his name right, but Greek philosopher Epictetus. Uh, he says the, the phrase, it's impossible to teach a man what he thinks he already knows. Mm-hmm. And I think when we see people and we come alongside people and we want to engage society, we want to engage We've got to be very careful that we're not just walking in blinded because mm-hmm. we think we know everything. And, um, you know, if we come in a humility, we'll recognize, yeah, there might be solutions that are simple for us, but maybe they're not simple in their life or simple for them to grasp it yet. Or maybe God's just asking you to stay in the complexity or stay in the, the chaos uh, because he wants you to to be there with people. I want you to be present with them. Uh, there's so many other things that can benefit, and we've got to reject kind of what the tendency is, is to, well, we need to fix things. We need to make things better. We need to improve things and do it instantly. Uh, and I think that's the, the rub that, that uh, we're trying to get at here. But, Mike, anything practical you want to throw out here as we wrap up? Yeah, so we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, too, but even just with, with what you were just saying, I mean, we are 
so we're, we're three men that, that are sitting here and stereotypically we tend to like to fix things. Sure. Um, so for me, often in a solution, I like to jump in and just try to fix. I'm a natural driver. Um, that's some of the gifting that God has given me. And I think often many people, not just men tend to be drivers and want to fix things. We like to be helpful. Um, but, uh, what we would encourage you to do is to try to be a passenger. Find an area in your life, um, hopefully not a super critical one, uh, where you do need to be driving, right? Uh, don't use this to escape, but just find um, an area to begin kind of the, the practice of being a passenger. Um, this is something that I, I had to do in my own life, and I still really have to work at. Um, I had to do specifically with my fiance uh, when she was walking through something really difficult, and um, I really just wanted to insert my fixes and my helps. Um, and God spoke really clearly to me at one point and was like, that is why there are other people in her life. Mm -hmm. That is why there is, there are professionals in her life. That is why she has family in her life. And you are a part of that, but you are not me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh, mm -hmm. like, come on now. Cause you want to be the superhero. Right. But just learning to, to kind of practice being a passenger, not being the driver in that right now. I'm also in a season where I'm taking a class that, um, regardless of, of where you fall on this pendulum there, uh, it just has to do with race in the church. Um, and it makes me incredibly uncomfortable as a Caucasian male because I've never had to deal with these things because mm -hmm. uh, the community I live in just is not very diverse. Um, as a result of the economics, a whole different conversation, but I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so when we're not, when we're uncomfortable, sometimes we want to try to like take control and, and frame so that you can rationalize and, and, and get to a place where you can make sense of it and also maybe feel good about yourself. And it's a situation that, um, pastor, I know you and I have talked about where it's like, this is one where just sit and be a passenger and be okay with being uncomfortable in that and just kind of learn in this season. And so we would just encourage you find an area of your life where you don't have to be the driver or maybe you're trying to be the driver, mm -hmm. um, or maybe you are and you need to become the passenger. Find, find one of those spots and yeah. just begin that practice. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would just even throw out even really practical. If you are a, a active social media user, uh, I'd encourage you sometimes just to take a week off. Mm, yeah. um, and just don't post anything. Mm -hmm. You can keep reading things, but just don't post something. Come over to the dark side. Um, <laughs> take that time to just say, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to have the answers for everyone's yeah. society's problems, and I'm mm -hmm. just going to sit. You know, there, there's the passage in James that we all quote, and, and we just need to remind ourselves, you know, James tells us we're just slow, slow to speak, slow to get anger, and, and quick to listen. And, mm -hmm. and I think this is something very practical that we can, we can add in, especially when we talk about how we see people. But yeah. Like we said before, and like we'll keep saying, we're not the experts. We're just trying to, to bring these conversations to light. We want to have dialogues and discussions. So if there's any questions or anything we can do to help you out, please uh, email us at info at churchrefuge.com. We'd love to do that. And uh, hopefully uh, we're continuing to bring discipleship into a space beyond just what we do, but, but who we are and the beings with uh, Jesus that we spend. So thanks again for listening.